0: well, there you have it. You could get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: And welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to part two of this episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. Again, I want to apologize if you're if you're watching live on YouTube or Facebook. I want to apologize for my 60-minute delay. But, hey, you know, sometimes baseball games get delayed for an hour or two and and, and – you know, and we're in the middle of July. So maybe it's appropriate. I think we, the Pirates game might've been delayed. I know it was raining a little earlier here, so perhaps that's fitting. I'm sure somewhere in baseball on a Friday, on Friday night, it's, it's, it's raining and, 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 uh, they had to delay a game. So I, I thank you for sticking with me. And if you download a part two, I, I thank you for that too. So, uh, I don't know where this came from, but you know, it's a kind of a non sequitur. And it's from vodka drinker, <laughs> and he says, "I swear to God, above if I ever see a playoff game like we had against Cleveland, I'll stop watching pro football." Well, uh, I wouldn't make that kind of a uh, a bold claim because you're probably going to see another game like that at some point in your life. It's just how it is to be a sports fan. There's a, there's a lot of highs, but there's a lot of lows. And last year, twenty eight nothing. By the end of the first quarter, that was a pretty low moment in Steelers history. But you never know. They might have the exact opposite kind of a playoff game this year. And maybe it's against the Chiefs. Maybe it's against the Bills. Who knows? That's what I mean. You know, that's why That's why sports, uh, if you go back and look at Steelers, uh, just look at their playoff history. How many times, like, they, they play a playoff game on, like, the exact same day of, of a month, like January 23rd or something. You know, like one year on January 23rd, uh, I think I think actually 96, 97. I think they might have played the divisional round game against the Patriots on the exact same date. Because I think the one year was on a Sunday, and I know the following year for sure was on a Saturday. And of course, the uh, the one year in Foxborough, the 96 uh, what, divisional round, they lost 28 to three. It was kind of a little fog bowl at the end. Some fog came rolling in. Not really bad, but I don't think it would have mattered anyway. And then the next year at Three Rivers. Same game, I think it was the same date, uh, just one year later, and they won seven to six. So that's what that's what it's like to be a sports fan, an NFL fan, a Steeler fan. Ups and downs. You got your highs and lows. Um, yeah, I was thinking a lot about the um, the Titans game. That, that, to me, it was the worst playoff loss that I've ever seen. That divisional round game uh, following the two thousand two season, but. It came one week after maybe the most exciting playoff game I've ever seen when they when they when they uh, came back from a twenty four to seven deficit and beat the uh, browns in the wild card game in Hinesfield. so that's just how that's just that's just what it is to be a to be a sports fan so I wouldn't make those claims just yet vodka drinker because you never know you you might witness that again and, and you, you don't want to uh bow out too early being a sports fan it's it's too much fun of a hobby speaking of which just wanted to touch on a little uh, about the, uh, the, the pass rushing, um, thing and, and, and how p- pro football references, including some sacks, uh, prior to 1982. Thanks to extensive research, just some, some great research by a couple of guys, uh, who are working with their site. And, uh, I gotta tell you, I think, I think I mentioned Deacon Jones at the beginning of, uh, or I'm sorry, in the first half of the show. I think he might be the greatest pass rusher of all time, to be honest with you. I mean, if you look at, you look at his numbers, he's, um, he's up there with Bruce Smith and, and, and some of the all time greats who accumulated their, their numbers, uh, after the, the sack became an official stat in 1982. If these numbers are real, I mean, Deacon Jones, yeah, I read somewhere that, uh, Teams didn't start passing or the league didn't start passing more than rushing as a whole until like 1982, 1983 before that there was a period where it was even. And then for a while there, uh, the running game dominated. So to be able to, to accumulate that, that many sacks and a period that they call the dead ball era where, where, where defenses kind of dominated and, 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 um, offenses, uh, ran the ball more than they passed it. I think that says a lot uh, for his, uh, for his overall talents. I mean, you can, you know, it's all relative. I mean, you could, you could say that Bruce Smith and those guys may have, may have dominated, dominated just as much Reggie White, another legend. They may have dominated just as much in, in Deacon Jones era. And if you remember, if you know anything about, about the history of football offensive linemen, they weren't allowed to extend their arms, uh, for for years, so they had to keep their arms kind of in, close into their chest, which that's how they taught us to block in, in uh, midget football in 1984. For, for, they were still doing that in '84 for some reason, even though the NFL changed the rule to in 1978 and allowed linemen to offensive linemen to extend their arms. So if if, if you if you're at that kind of a disadvantage as an offensive lineman in the 1960s and most of the 70s. Uh, And and a guy like Deacon Jones, whose famous uh, move was the head slap. (laughs) They were, they were allowed to do whatever they wanted basically. So maybe, maybe that's another reason why he dominated so much. But I think, again, I think he might be the greatest pass rusher of all time. And you look at some of these other numbers, like, uh, like the purple people eaters, as good as the steel curtain was. And it was darn good. I mean, you had Alan Page, who's in the hall of fame. And according to the research, Uh, done by these guys, by Pro Football Reference. He had 148.5 sacks for his career. Carl Eller, who's not in the Hall of Fame, and maybe he should be, uh, he finished with 133.5 sacks. Again, these are all unofficial. Uh, Obviously, uh, the Vikings never won a Super Bowl, and that probably uh, hurt a player like Eller's chances. But, I mean, that's a lot of sacks to accumulate. Um, So... Uh, it's just, it's just amazing. Some of the numbers that these guys put up back then, but I have one more thing on defense and I'll, then I'll do some questions and comments. And that's the Steelers 08 defense. And we all know how dominant it was, right? It was, it finished number one in every category, I, except, uh, I think against the run. I, I wrote this all down earlier on Friday. They were number one in everything except the run. I believe. Yeah. They were second in rushing. And, uh, they, they, everybody knows they're one of the greatest defenses of all time, but I, I don't think anybody would dare put them in the same category as the, as the, any of the seventies defenses from the Steelers. Um, maybe even the, the 2000 Ravens, they wouldn't, they wouldn't put them in that same category. Certainly the 85 bears. I don't think they would, anybody would, would, would put the 08 Steelers in that category, but I think you gotta, you gotta, uh, maybe elevate that the status of that defense a little bit more. If you really look at, what unfolded that year with the Steelers as a whole? Uh, you know, it, people talk about Ben last year, Ben Roethlisberger, how 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 uh, iffy he looked coming back from the elbow surgery, and how he looked timid and, and afraid to get hit, and and he didn't have the accuracy deep. But that that line was so bad in 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 uh, 2008 that I mean, here's Ben's numbers from 2008. He passed for uh, 30 3,300 yards, 17 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. He was sacked 46 times, and he finished with a passer rating of 80.1, which, if you take out the, uh, the six quarters he played in 2019, was the second worst of his career, second worst passer rating of his career. Now, the running game finished 22nd in the league and i think they rushed for 1690 yards all year. It was pretty pretty a pretty awful offense. Just and 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 i think they finished uh, what 22nd overall? Yeah. 22nd. They were uh, they were just they were just horrific on offense that year. They averaged just under 22 points a game, which for modern football is not that great. And yet the Steelers not only did they do everything well in the in a in modern era. They did everything well in, in the modern era, which, yeah, I realized it was 13 years ago, but ob- obviously the, 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 um, rules were heavily in favor of offense, even in 2008. I mean, they've become more unbalanced in favor of the offense since then, but they were still pretty heavily in favor of the offense and even in 2008. So to do that in modern pro football, to carry your team essentially to a Super Bowl, or at least, uh, to get, the, you get them to the to the uh, late in the Super Bowl, and then they kind of had a, a hiccup in the fourth quarter with, uh, thanks to Larry Fitzgerald, but still, to, to, to carry a team to a, a, a Super Bowl championship in, 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 in modern football with the kind of offense that they were throwing up there, it's pretty remarkable. You know, the, the 2000 Ravens, yeah, they had Trent Dilfer, and their passing attack was kind uh, of you know, bad, mediocre at best, But they still rushed for, what, 2,200 yards in in 2000. And if you look at at some of the things that that defense had, not only did they have to deal with a really inept offense for most of the year, but they had the toughest schedule in the NFL. We all know that. And look at the quarterbacks they had to play. Uh, Both Manning brothers, Phillip Rivers, uh, Donovan McNabb, who was one of – the uh, premier quarterbacks of his era even Tony Romo who people don't realize how the kind of numbers he put up i mean he wasn't he wasn't clutch by any stretch of the imagination there's nobody that's going to argue that but he was a pretty darn good quarterback and they shut all those guys down they finished another stat that I, I really love is they finished uh, first and third down conversions as a defense and of course they had as any great Steeler defense 51 sacks. So I think when you, when you, um, and, and they averaged under just under 14 points a game. Yeah. And the Ravens in 2000 averaged about 10. But again, the Ravens didn't have the, the, uh, kind of quarterbacks and the kind of schedule that the, that the Steelers had to deal with in 2008. So I think all things considered the 08 defense, as much credit as it gets, I don't think it gets nearly as much credit as far as. Compared to the some of the all-time great defenses, the '76 Steelers, the '85 uh, Bears, and obviously the '2000 Ravens, I think the the '08 Steelers defense is right up there with all the greats and whatever other defenses you want to like. You know, a lot of I'm like I'm guilty of like a lot of Steeler fans of, of only thinking of of uh, the NFL uh, pre or post 1970. But if you if you just put them up with with uh, some of the all-time great defenses, I think they're they're right up there and. Maybe one of the most important defensive uh, seasons ever uh, that any team's ever had. When you you take into consideration, again, their schedule and what they had to put up with as far as their offense was concerned, which was pretty darn bad. It's mainly due to the offensive line, but it doesn't matter. It was still a a pretty darn bad offense. So I can't believe I got through all my topics. I didn't think I would. I was so, again, I was so flustered before I, uh, I and it's funny. um, It's funny because. I ran into somebody on Friday, um, who I hadn't seen. He's from my a buddy from 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 my gym. I haven't seen him since before the pandemic, and I ran into him on Friday morning. It was like, "Hey, I I I, I caught your podcast." I'm like, "Really?" Because I, I did I did I tell him that I that I do a podcast? Because last time I saw him, because I'm I'm kind of sheepish as as bold as I am online. I'm kind of sheepish with with telling a lot of people that I do this stuff for fun, because you know mainly because of all the the names I get called online. So uh, it's, I think it was pretty cool that and it, he was complimentary and he, and he was, seemed impressed, but he found he found our podcasting platform. I, sh- I showed you how much we're growing. Uh, but anyway, the day that I, I, I ran into this guy, I, I turned out to be an hour late with my live podcast. So what are you going to do? But I hope he's, I hope if you're watching, I hope you're uh, enjoying the show. So on that note, I will take some comments and questions. And first one is from, Our young Andrew, and he says, any thoughts on Haskins and his wife? What blame, if any, do you put on Haskins? I I don't know. I I don't know the story. Um, I try not to worry about what these guys do uh, anymore. I, I try to, unless it's something really egregious, and this appears to be his wife was the aggressor. If it was the other way around, maybe I'd have a different attitude about it, but I don't know. I mean, I guess it's something to keep an eye on, but if he was, if he was their starting quarterback, I'd probably be a, l- a lot more concerned. Um, but he's not, he's somebody who might not even make the team. I don't, I don't, I don't know who I would put the blame on, but, uh, hopefully he can, uh, he can, uh, rectify that situation, get that stuff in order. If you're, uh, if you're, if your home life's in disarray, I guess it's kind of hard to, to concentrate on, on football. Uh, that's a lot different than, than social media, having a, uh, a, a home life. That's, uh, Chaotic like that. So I I think that could (laughs) hurt a player as opposed to tweeting too much. All right. Let's see what we have here. Just me says, Tony, you're liked by most. You do great. I appreciate that. Fodka drinker says I'm mystic Lebeau. I think we all do. Although I think Keith Butler's done a really great job uh the last couple of years of course he's also been uh the recipient of some uh great talent and it's amazing uh how good a uh a coach becomes when, when you give him uh some all pro talent i think jim leland once said you know when you're when you have great players you're a, you're a smart manager And his you know his case a baseball manager when you're a when you we when when don't have the talent you're a, you're also all of a sudden you're an idiot so Keith Butler, I think he's done a, a pretty decent job and I was actually encouraged. I was talking to Brian and, and Shannon on Monday. We were doing the hangover and we're, we're going through this exercise of ranking uh, the defenses of the AFC North. And I'm like, man, the Steelers defense last year was really, really good. And yeah, they lost a few pieces, but I think they might have far and away the best defense in the division. So there you go. Uh, keep it on the theme of the defense. Uh, if the offense is going through some uh, growing pains in 2021 with a new coordinator and you're worried about the line uh, figuring that out, who's going to be the, the five starters. And, you know, you have not Najee Harris is a rookie running back. You're going to be counting on him. You know, it might take a while to get things uh, heated up for that offense, but you might have a defense. That's good enough. Even without some of the, some key players in last year, it's good enough to, to keep them in a lot of games and maybe you can eke e- e- out some, Early season victories, and, and who knows? Although in a perfect world, their their offense will just be a a, a, a juggernaut right from week one. We can only hope. Uh, let's let's see what else we have here. Some uh, uh, Rajan thirty nine says, "I think Pierre is going to be a dog. I hope you're right. I know a lot of people are really, really high on him. Uh, a lot of fans. I know Jeffrey Benedict loves him. Hey, if you can develop a player like that, an undrafted free agent, you have to do that sometimes in the NFL because you're not you're not going to hit on all your draft picks. And first of all, and second of all, you, you can't you can't address every every." Um, every need, every weakness, every, every, uh, uh, weakness in the draft with, with premium picks. So Andrew Wilbar asks if you were the GM and could make any move you wanted, as long as the finna the cat, what move would you make? Honestly? Hmm. I'd probably go with, uh, (laughs) people might not like this, but I'd probably go with, uh, it's based on what I just, said about James Pierre and Rajon just said about James Pierre, I'd probably bring back Stephen Nelson. because I think he's a solid, solid player. And yeah, it was an ugly, kind of an ugly divorce, but not that, not, it wasn't that ugly where you, you you couldn't forget. It wasn't Antonio Brown level. It was just a a disagreement between employer and employee over pay, which we can all relate to. Uh, The only difference was it went public a little bit, which how could it not in, in 2021? I mean, stuff goes public all the time. Uh, I'd probably bring back Steven Nelson if I, if I, because I think, uh, yeah, depth at outside linebacker might be an issue because we don't know about Quincy Roche yet. And, 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 and Cassius Marsh is, is a journeyman, but I think Steven Nelson is, is a way better cornerback than Justin Houston and, and Melvin Ingram are pass rushers. And plus I think James, or Steven Nelson can come in and start uh, in 2021. Whereas uh, Houston and, and, and Ingram, they're not, uh, they're, they're, they're backups at this point. So at least they would be here. Parring injury, of course. Do you think, and Richard Adamson asks, do you think the rice the O-line will hold up this season? I don't know. You're you're talking about uh, uh, Trey Turner. He's had some injury issues. Zach Banner. I mean, it was it was was that was a freak thing. I I don't say freak thing, but those are that's not a somebody who's you know when you when you when you suffer a torn ACL, that's not a um, that's not a uh, somebody who's like battling chronic chronic injuries. It's somebody who just had a a a nasty knee injury. So I think I think he'll be okay. You know, I, I don't he doesn't. He hasn't had a uh, history of injuries, Zach Banner, so I think he'll be fine. So, I, I think I think I think it'll be okay. I, I, again, I think Trey Turner, simply based on health, will be an upgrade over David DeCaso because I don't, you know, DeCasher was just he was dealing with that ankle or foot ankle all last all last year, so. And uh, Rajan asks, which outside linebacker would you bring in, Houston or Ingram? Probably Houston because I know him more. I don't know a whole lot about Melvin, Melvin Ingram. Um, let's see. Vodka drinker says we were that far apart from a long-term deal with Nelson. Yeah. they were far apart fall fall, far apart back in March, but it's four months later now. And, you know, I mean, a lot of these guys are, if they're still, if they still want to play in the league, they have to, they have to find a home. They're going to want to get paid something in 2021. You know, they're, they're, you know, football's their livelihood. I'm sure they, even though they're a lot of these guys probably have, have, uh, Decent amount of uh, money saved away. They they still don't want to miss a a full year of of, uh, a football salary. So, all right. And Vodka Drinker says, I have been drinking. Excuse my spelling. That's okay. I'm flustered because I, I started an hour later. And there's nothing more frustrating, I've said this before, than trying to... I'm trying to make sure I say it right. Not not swearing. Uh, technology frustration. Dealing with a computer or a phone. There's nothing more frustrating than that because you try the same things over and over again for some reason because I don't know why you try the same things over and over again because you always get the same results because the computer is not a human, so they're not going to just suddenly fix themselves. But thankfully, Dave Schofield is a human, and he helped me fix my problem. He talked me through it. He's more tech- technically sound than I am. I'm just a talking head, I guess. John C. says, hey, Tony, uh, thanks for joining me, John. And Clarence Washington says, and maybe maybe, right, rightfully so, we cannot have Marsh coming in as a backup on the outside. Yeah, that's, that's. I mean, he's, he really hasn't produced a whole lot. He's he's your classic journeyman. So uh, that, that could be a bit of a problem. Hopefully, um, Roche can uh, surprise a lot of people as a sixth round pick. But again, you know, you have to wonder why people like Houston and, and Ingram are still out there and not just when it comes to the Steelers, but a lot of these teams that have a healthy amount, or at least it would appear, I'm no expert on, on, on salary caps, but it would appear that a lot of teams have a healthy amount of uh, space. So why are these players still sitting out there? Um, it's just it's just a question that might not be answered. Maybe not until at some point in training camp. Um, maybe an injury will force somebody to sign one of these guys. It uh, remains to be seen. All right. Oh, here's one from <laughs> George Teston. Yep, last night my comp decided to do an update. I hated that. You know, isn't Windows always doing updates? I mean, how many updates can you do? I have that issue all the time. It's like every every other week I, I get a notice for an update on my laptop and on my phone. I just updated my, my Android the other day and it's already telling me to update it again. It's just so weird. Get out of here with that stuff. I'm not doing that. It takes forever. And on that note, as I complain enough tonight? I will bid you adieu i again i so i appreciate you you staying with me and coming you guys are so awesome the way you uh the way you uh keep coming back and and here we are as, as i'm doing this show it's july 16th and there's not a whole lot of room uh news and you guys are still coming back and and uh and taking in the show and i i appreciate that so on that note i'll talk to you on monday uh it'll be shannon and yours truly doing the the hangover brian we'll We'll be on a a little vacation. So we'll be doing a show. I'm looking forward to that. So uh, I'll see you then. And uh, until I do, please have a great weekend. And uh, as always, go Steelers. Good night, everybody.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?